It's never been easy for warfighters to reacclimate into civilian life when they come home. But today, when they represent such a tiny portion of our population, 1% serve in the military, but only 1 in 100,000 experience combat. Veterans' challenges are greatly compounded by living in a stigmatizing society largely ignorant of the psychological burdens they bring home. The clip you're about to hear is Morning Joe's Willie Geist describing a truly, truly remarkable film and one of my all-time favorites now, Bastard's Road. Have a listen. As we look ahead to Memorial Day, we want to highlight an incredible journey of courage and hope. This is Jonathan Hancock, a combat veteran. In 2004, he fought in the Battle of Ramadi with the 2nd Battalion, 4th Marines, known as the Magnificent Bastards. They suffered one of the highest casualty rates in the Iraq War. One in four were wounded or killed. Like so many veterans, Hancock struggled when he returned home from the war, suffering from PTSD. To confront that trauma, he walked nearly 6,000 miles across the country from his home in Maryland to Camp Pendleton in San Diego. He stopped along the way to visit Gold Star families and documented his journey in a new film called Bastard's Road. Bastard's Road is an award-winning documentary directed by Brian Morrison and written by my good friend Mark Stafford. Aaron Kenway is executive producer. Watch it now on demand, available on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and Fandango Now. Now on to today's episode. From the Resilience Podcast, number 203. I'm Cecil Ledesma, recording live from Austin, Texas. It is so beautiful here. It's Saturday, July 3rd. So, if you're one of the lucky ones, if you're lucky enough to be different, don't let go. I spend a lot of my time and energy exploring the power of perspective, how our reality is determined by how we interpret what's right in front of us, how one person can look at one thing and see pain or a problem or a barrier, and another person can look at that exact same thing and see opportunity or a future win or a bridge to something better. I think one of the best examples of this is how we perceive those qualities that make us unique. Those things that put us in a different category or maybe we're a little hesitant to fully embrace because they're not common when it comes to that which separates us from everyone else. Well, I believe we have a decision to make. I'm going to go back to Robert Frost's fork in the road, right? He says two paths diverged in a wood. I took the one least traveled by and that made all the difference. On the surface, you can easily brush this off as trivial. It's like, oh, nice, that's cute. 
he took the path less traveled by. But what does that mean? As it turns out, it means a lot. It means instead of burying what makes him different, he made it his battle cry. Instead of slipping under the radar and sneaking through life like so many of us do, he signed the dotted line for the pain of being a beginner, the struggle of being uncertain, the discipline and sometimes torturous road that is turning a passion into excellence, trading peace of mind for the pursuit of meaning in life, exploring what makes you unique. It takes courage. And in that message, he chooses courage because it's not just that you're alone. Taking that path means every step of the way your mind screams at you, reminders that you're alone. It's not just fighting traffic patterns, it's fighting your DNA. It's resisting that impulse to please sit down, shut up, and just blend in. So, is it a trivial decision? I'd say not really. Maybe even the most important decision you can make. Because I promise you, it's not your commonality with those around you that will bring fulfillment that will leave a mark on your life and the world that surrounds you. No, it's that thing that's unequivocally you. That's a little out there, that's somewhat strange. You don't know why, but it's gravitational force, pulls and pulls and pulls. A tug of war where one side begs you to just please relax, conform, do less. It begs you to never be laughed at or criticized, to take the easy road. Then you have the other side, poking, prodding, asking you, hey, yeah, but what if, what if you sacrifice the comfort of right now? What if you explored? What if you took that which you love and you ran with it? What if you worked for a delayed payday? What if for a moment in time, when people ask you what the plan is, you have to look back and say, you know, what I'm not quite sure what I'm building, but I'll keep pivoting until it is so clear you can see it from the moon. Those are the paths that pull us apart. And every time I've lost my way, it's because I've doubted my unique path. And I mean that every time. It's when I become impatient with the journey or look around and see someone else winning in a different arena, using different methods, different strategy. See, the latest trends and success formulas. I mean, I I wanna be part of that right? I'm human. I want to win. I want to succeed. But just like a little opening is enough to let in the outside water that sinks the boat. Well, a little bit of doubt is enough to derail your process. 
the process that you have to believe in to protect and nurture the process that I've come to separate into two pieces. Number one, believing that the exploration of that thing that makes you unique is valuable. That your ability means something. They're not inconsequential. They're not stupid or trivial or unnecessary. If it means something to you, it will most certainly mean something to others. And you bringing it to life not only helps yourself evolve, grow, and flourish, it helps the world. You just have to believe that enough to bring that to life. That's number one. Number two, trusting that as long as you don't stop in pursuit of your unique self, you cannot lose. You can't lose. And I don't mean continuing to ram a square peg into a round hole. I mean growing, learning, experimenting, seeing what works. There's a saying that when you hit a dead end, it's not that the goal or dream should be abandoned. It, it simply means the plan needs to be changed or adjusted. And as you get better and more experienced and continually work to adjust your strategy and your plan, learn from your mistakes. It becomes a matter of time. You increase the odds with every step forward. Being different is the most precious thing afforded you. But to realize that miracle requires a combination of both the mythical and the practical the imaginary and the real. Dream that dream, visualize that growth. Create a world out of those ideas that don't exist yet. But also understand that the conversion process from dream to reality is a practical one. It requires repetition. It requires learning losing, adjusting, and people don't like that. It's much easier to blend in than spend years pushing through the agony of setting yourself apart. But listen to me, it's worth it. And the evidence is so obvious, so plainly pointing to the fact that we only celebrate the outcasts, the crazy ones. We sit around campfires, listen to lectures, watch movies and documentaries about the people that had every reason to doubt themselves, but they kept moving forward about the people who could have swept their unique abilities under the rug, but instead used them as their foundation for everything. Not being distracted by what's popular or how anyone else lives or operates. Not, not seeking to be anyone but themselves, knowing that that is enough. Knowing it's the seed to something precious. The only question is, will you provide 
the right conditions and nourishment for that little seed to grow? Will you do what so few people have the courage to do? Let their authentic selves shine through. Let who they are emerge. Emerson has a quote. He says, to be yourself in a world that's constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. He goes on to say, my life should be unique. It should be a battle, a conquest, a medicine. And see, perpetual happiness is a fool's errand. No, life is full of trials and tribulations, ups and downs, but fulfillment comes from that quest for meaning, for more, for building something, for creating your unique self, a process, a pursuit that must be chiseled from stone. It's never given or provided. It has to be found. Take it. And as Emerson beautifully implies, now is that time. The question is, what are you going to make with this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity? What will you make of the possibilities that only you know, only you understand, that only you can bring to light? Never doubt yourself or your gift or the things that set you apart. You don't need everyone else to believe in them. You just need to convince yourself. Everything else, it falls right into place. Mm. And that's it for the Resilience Podcast. This Independence Day Eve I'm Cecil Ledesma. See you real soon. Hey, I'll see you next time, and thank you so much for tuning in. That about wraps it up. But before you jump off, two quick things, actually uh, three. One. I've always wanted to author the conversation on resilience and mental health because as a very proud Navy father, these topics affect me personally. And as you go about your day, be sensitive and be kind always for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you probably know nothing about. Your life is a gift and it's precious to me. And thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm not quite sure how you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we can have a conversation is amazing. I feel very honored to be in your ears right now and that you spend a portion of your morning, noon, or night with me. And whether this is the first podcast you've listened to or you've been a loyal listener, I just want to say thank you. And last, please, I would be honored if you checked out my website at CecilLedesma.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on Twitter at Cecil Ledesma. Peace.